0: Hello everyone and welcome to Education Checkup. I'm Johnette Magner. We are a weekly podcast here at KTBS that covers what is happening in education in Northwest Louisiana and we especially like to highlight all the good things that you don't always hear about. My co-host for the podcast is Dr. Philip Roseman. He is a well-known cardiologist in this area, but what you may not know is he has also been a real leader in education reform and improvement across the state of Louisiana. He's the founder of the Alliance for Education, co-founder of the shreveport Bozier Business Alliance for Higher Ed, and he received the Distinguished Friend of Education Award from the Louisiana Department of Education all of that because of his good work. So, Dr. Roseman, welcome.
1: Thank you very much. We're we're going to have a really neat program today. We're going to talk to two folks that are uh, that are the leaders of a uh, okay, which is a long term. I'm going to try. I'm going to see if mm-hmm. I can get it right. <laughs> the Beauger Parish School of Technology and Innovative Learning. Is That's that good. it? Close enough. Good. Yes. Close enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we have uh, with us. Today, Amy Washington, Amy is the principal of uh, BIPSTOL, and uh, before that had worked uh, many years in the front lines as a teacher at Bowser High School. We have Dr. Billy Neal, who's been at at BIPSTOL for about three years now. He's assistant principal, um, and he's had uh, teaching times in Airline, Southwood, and I think you told me one more in Houston. In yeah. Houston. Yeah. yeah, we don't count Houston. <laughs> Why not? Houston's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> only, only, uh, only here in uh, Shreveport-Bossier. <laughs> well, listen. I, I, t- so to start, tell us what BIPSTOL is. <laughs> what is What is BIPSTOL? What do you What What is the school?
2: Um, well, it's a Career in Tech Ed Academy. Uh, we We work to provide opportunities for students to learn what are called CTE courses, CTE programs. Uh, one generation may think of that as something like carpentry and welding and auto tech, but it's evolved into something much larger than that today, and it encompasses things like IT and computer networking and health occupations and culinary arts and barbering. And we look for programs that can can help our workforce in our area by us putting out, you know, good employees. Well, let me ask you one
1: mm-hmm. uh, other question about it that I always is a uh, Kind of a thing for me is how do you, are you able when you have the kids there at Bibstil to be able to, and you're talking about careers, talking about the fact that, you know, all of our careers, the things that we do now, you know, 10, 15 years from now, are going to be a whole new set of things, you know, uh, that turns over, change happens quickly, jobs that were here are gone, new jobs are invented. so how do you do anything as far as teaching, just general uh, general information on how the child can be better able to, to gain the career, find the career that's best for them?
2: Well, we build the whole school around pretty much an employment model. We treat our students as employees. When they're in my office because they're in trouble, I was like, look, if you work for me right now, what would I do, you know? in teaching them they always have to learn to be better employees. They have to stay on top of their craft. They have to stay um, professionally developed as is, is, is what we call mm-hmm. it. So we work closely with the Louisiana Workforce Commission and they let us know what the needs are in our area now. They also let us know what our projected needs will be, you know, based on industries that are either coming to our area or looking to come to our area. And we create a pipeline uh, between our student via the instructor directly
0: to various employers. Uh, Brent? No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to because I'm I'm so curious. Now, is BIPSTOL a school that you go to the entire time, or is it a place like they have set up, I know, in, in Caddo, where you have your home school and then you go over there for that particular program that you're interested in? So
3: it actually depends on whether you're in high school or in eighth grade.
0: <laughs> ah, OK. Um, so
3: but for the, uh, for the high schoolers, it is for most of them, they're either there in the morning or in the afternoon. And they spend the rest of the time at a home school. And we do have a select few, usually seniors, who are with us all day. Um, and they usually have internships that they can also they go make money and get paid.
0: So they get their English and math and history at their home school?
3: Correct, if they're in high school.
0: If they're in high school. Yeah.
3: Tell us about the 8th grade academy, <laughs> tell us about this
1: 8th grade thing, because that's kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and a great idea, I mean, because in the 8th grade, that's when you really start to really need to be talking about these things, because that's how set they set up for their high school and then on for the rest of their life. So tell us about the 8th grade and academy. not even
2: just high school, I think research has shown that the, the dropout mindset comes into play not once a student is in high school, but when they're in the 8th grade that that is a critical age. And while we do focus on CTE at the high school level, it can go down as low as fifth grade. Um, there are, there are designed structured CTE courses that, that can go into the elementary schools as well, but eighth grade was a good place for us to jump off this last year and our district administration so graciously embraced our, our idea and our plan to let us take a core group of 120 students Equally divided amongst all of the middle schools in Bozier Parish, put them on our campus. Let's see how they perform in high school level CTE coursework while still getting their middle school academics out of the way on our campus. And I think you can speak to the data. They did remarkably. We're still tallying a lot of it, right. but. Um, it was it was a wonderful success, so much so that next year, we are modifying it to where we can get twice as many students. We're going to now bring on 200 students, but we're going to embrace more of the half-day model um, that we do with our high schools.
0: Now, are these kids college-bound or not, or both? Yes, yes and yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so some of them will. Some of them yeah. will uh, just, I guess, continue on with the craft that they're learning from you. Right, I mean we, we've
2: noticed what we have our one young man who
0: went through engineering um, but now wants
2: to come back and or he's going to take a carpentry course because right. he's realized that he needs to know how to build things so he can understand more of the functionality beside, behind designing stuff and being on our campus is such a unique experience because students may be enrolled in auto tech and then they may realize oh wow I really want to do culinary arts and they can come back and they can experiment with these careers while they're still in high school and decide hey this is something I want to do or maybe I don't my health is one of those
1: yeah absolutely you know my my kids went through that of trying to figure out what they wanted to do with the rest of their life and you know it would have been nice to have been able to sample some things along the line so some of the mistakes mm-hmm. you know could have been rectified before uh, you know wasting time you know trying to find uh, the right thing for them so I can see how that makes huge thing. Tell us about. I've got it. To I told you I was going to tell you, ask you about health occupations, and I'm going to because selfish. That's yeah. selfish. <laughs> that's okay. And, and we need some employees in almost everything that we do in healthcare. So, tell us what what y'all's thinking is, and what you uh, believe is the way to approach the healthcare occupation shortages that we have.
2: We we put all of our students that they'll if they want to do the health occupations route they start with an entry level course uh, intro to health occupations it's med terminology it's duly enrolled with BIPSI um, they work through all the basics of healthcare they learn about patient care and you know an introduction to the system um, if they want to keep going they go to a certified nursing assistant to CNA. And with that, they have the component of having to work 40 hours in a nursing home. So they'll do a full 40-hour week in a clinical setting. They will be taking full care of patients uh, with some of our partner facilities. They also do 40 hours in a a hospital setting as well, rotating through different uh, areas of the hospital and uh, they test at the end of it and they can be a licensed cna when they leave and i'm going to tell you they always snack our students they want them to come back and work at the same facilities where they were interning because yeah they either get a love for it or they say you know what maybe i want to go try culinary arts (laughs) (laughs) now do they are they compensated at all when they're doing that kind of work not during the learning process some of them are i mean not in nursing Mm -hmm. we do have paid internships as well
1: well um how, just in a general way, you've got the assets in Bozier, You've got Bozier Parish Community College, Bibbistol, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's got to be some connections yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it just makes sense that already. So, how are y'all connected? How do you work with like Bossier Parish Community College uh, in doing the work that you want to do for the kids?
2: We're actually a satellite campus of at uh, Bowsha Parish Community College for IT and health occupations. Uh, we have our four nursing instructors are all registered nurses with bachelors or masters or higher. They are uh, very well qualified and uh, we, we can offer more than 50% of the instruction needed to go on and, and get an associate's degree or a certificate uh, in, the, in the field. But we, we have regular meetings, we have regular advisory committees. We just kind of keep everybody in the know of what we're doing, you know, and and we we get their feedback. What do you see with our students that are now coming to you? What do you think we need to fix on our end? And then they'll come to us the same way. What do we need to do this year to facilitate this relationship? And do
1: the health systems, do the Christesses and the Willis-Knightens and the Osners of the world.
2: Absolutely talk yes. to them, try uh,
1: to offer help? Christus
2: is, we're working with Willis Knight to get a contract. Sure. Christus has been a, a big supporter. Our, our students all go to the Christus Shumpert over Highland. That's yep. where they do their, their internships. Um, Old Brownlee Community Center, that's, that's our nursing facility that partners with us. Um, yeah, pretty much anybody that wants to Go through the the pain of having to work with the school system to come up with a contract and and have these 17 year old students in there. Right. You know, it only benefits
0: them.
1: Right. In the end. In the end. Your in the brain
0: end is just cranking, Dr. Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah it it is.
1: Well, you 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 talked to me a little bit earlier about a new program you're going to do with business, which makes good sense. A lot of people. Go into business. How are you
3: seeing that? How how is that going to be organized? And so, so it's a new program for the eighth grade academy. Yeah, um, where and, and high school and, and the high school. Yeah, the high schools can do it too. Um, so basically, we're there's a group of kids out there that don't necessarily have a vision for what they want yet. Um, so we're giving them the opportunity to kind of get those base business skills mm-hmm. already in place, and then we're going to allow them to internship in some of our high school programs, so two or three kids that might want to do a business centered around culinary can spend a little bit of time with the high school culinary class. Um, kids that might want to open up a body shop one day can go spend a little bit of time in the auto shop and start to get those experiences to tie all the business stuff that they're learning to how this like really applies once they get into it. To like a real facility. And you know, that, that,
2: that business mindset is important to all mm-hmm. of our programs. Um, yeah. I think right. that was one thing Dr. Neal learned coming over to CT is, is I run every one of my classes, not like they're just a classroom, but they are a business. Right. Um, my ag students, they are marketing their eggs, they're designing their cartons, they're figuring out how to sell their chickens, how to sell, we've got an apiary now, and we keep bees, and we're going to have honey soon and they have to figure out how they're gonna sell this. What can they do to make money to be relevant in in the market? And
1: And small business is the bedrock, really, of our country. It is. Uh, And all of that information, I think it's just a great idea to focus in on just general business. You know, they had a new, I think they're going to have a, a new thing with the school system, basically financial literacy. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard about this, but gonna that everybody apply. is going to get yep. financial literacy. Is that yeah. gonna, Could that come through the business department or that's going to be something different in each school? Do you know? Well, I mean, someone? that would
3: be a separate program that yeah. would be offered at the home schools, uh-huh. but it will also be incorporated in our mm-hmm. business classes because you really can't have a full discussion about business without going into like, how to keep the books right? Yeah, right. You know. Yeah,
0: and and what that credit card that you get offered at 17 Correct. years old? Correct. Right. Yeah, you know. yeah. they they have to figure out how. I mean, they have to be
2: financially literate in their field. I mean, that looks different when you're in welding and you're having to value your time, versus when you're in another area and you're having to value your product. You know, right. and mm-hmm. having the every single one of our programs, they have to do some sort of pricing and what we call CTE math, and it's that financial literacy.
0: Yeah, I had had two boys and uh, they both went over, they were in Caddo and they went to the Career Center and neither had intended to go into it, but it was a nice, different type of experience. And when I was in school, I did choir. I had no expectation of becoming a (laughs) professional singer, but it was so nice to get away from a desk and go, do something. Is that part of the appeal of your school is that they they get to get out of a desk and go put their hands in mm-hmm. stuff and and do things?
2: I think that's probably one of the largest draws no, of yeah. it and, and we see that reflected in things like our discipline and our truancy and things that are basically just non-existent. We, we don't have those same types of, of issues because the students are excited about the mm-hmm. learning. Um, we are we are blessed in that because yeah. we are offering them something that they want. We're not forcing them to take anything, but we're teaching them something that they are truly excited to learn about.
1: And you probably see a different thing than some of the teachers and the other.
2: We do uh, yeah.
1: same <laughs> child, same child. Mm-hmm. different yes. things oh, yeah. that you're seeing. Yes.
3: But we've also gotten some feedback that you know some of these students that maybe had some struggles the year before when they come to us because we're almost like the carrot at the end of the stick, mm-hmm. that if you can just suffer through these other classes that aren't interesting you, so that you can make it to BIPSTOL. Because if you get mm-hmm. in trouble before you get to us, then you can't come because you've been suspended or whatever. Yeah. But now, if you, we change their mindset a little bit. Like, okay, if I can do math, and just s- like sit here for 90 mm-hmm. minutes, then I can go to BIPSTOL and do the stuff that I really would like to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I know that uh, y'all do a lot of dual enrollment, and there's a lot of talk about dual enrollment. Tell folks a little bit about dual enrollment, what it is, and how y'all promote it uh, at Biffston, and how we should be promoting it everywhere. What do we need to do to have more people involved in dual enrollment?
2: Oh, absolutely. I, I believe dual enrollment is, is beneficial to every high school student. Mm-hmm. Um, any student that we feel is qualified, we encourage them to duly enroll. We can't do it for them; they have to make that decision on their own. Um, so even if a student does decide that they're not ready for the dual enrollment component, they can still be in the same class as every other child without that added stressor. Um, they can be getting the same high school credit. So it's it's the same course, same everything, just maybe a different parallel, yeah. you know, assignment. But. Um, I think earning that college credit for work you're already doing. Yeah. You're going to do the work no matter what. Why not go ahead and get a jump start on what is post-secondary? If, if you're going to be in the class anyway, we we promote our, our counselor goes above and beyond at the beginning of every year because we partner with not just Beulah Parish Community College, but also with LSUS. Mm-hmm. We partner with uh, largely with Northwest Louisiana Technical Community College. Um, there's another one in there. Louisiana Tech. I, I don't think so. I think we look at tech is a big supporter of our AG program. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't actually do dual enrollment, but we do have other opportunities. And, and we also have what are called articulated credits um, because our students, in addition to earning the credit, they'll also get a credential. Mm-hmm. And so when they get that industry based credential in their course, just holding that certificate or that whatever it is, can translate to a college credit at another university. So we have MOUs in place with these different organizations to say, hey, you know, come here and take it. My own daughter will be a junior next year. Um, She's gonna be in five dual enrollment courses uh, through both her home high school and coming to Bipsville to do graphic arts. She loves photography and stuff like that. So um, we promote it, but we don't insist upon it because there may be a student who doesn't feel they're ready for it that may be an added stressor to them and if they're already stressed about education i don't want to add something else to it so right. it is offered and it is there and, and in bozier parish it is paid for 100 percent
0: right now that was going to be my question is it free it is Ooh, at, this, the, at
2: this moment i mean right. free is it's, it's paid for by what you know we have funds within the district that for this last year it was yeah. completely covered by the the district
1: for for Every all the student. student, any student who wants any to do student. that in Bossier Parish are willing to...
2: Correct, and their IBC fee, the fee, the cost yep. for testing. We had the very first student in the state of Louisiana earn her um, child development associate this past year. Uh, that's a credential that daycare workers, I mean, that, that's that's another place where there's a huge shortage in our area, is qualified oh, yeah. daycare workers and having that CDA. Um, we The district paid for that, that child to get through and... She's one of the most marketable young women in everyday care. But now we have everyday care calling, saying, "Oh, you can do this." Oh, because mm-hmm. before they had said you can't do it. There's no way you can get a high school student through the hours needed to get the CDA, and now we've got her, and we've got two more in the pipeline for next year. So, don't ever tell
0: me there's not a way. <laughs> yeah, to do it. Yeah, don't tell a woman there's she a can't way. do it. Yeah. Awesome. There's By a way.
1: There's a way. Well, you know, we always. The gradu- we talked a little bit about the graduation problem. The eighth, even in eighth grade, people are dropping out and how to prevent that. What do, what's your thought from your, y'all's work at Bibstool and also your work before you got to Bibstool about what we can do to reduce the dropout rates? To uh, What can we take from, a, is there a lesson learned from Bibstool, is there a lesson learned on how we can reduce the dropout rate?
3: So I mean, I think that the, the biggest answer is find something that interests the child. Mm-hmm. Is that if you can give them meaning behind education, that they're not going to have this idea that they should leave education when, when they feel a connection to what's happening in the class. Um, and, and it's a little easier on our end because we have a lot of opportunities to provide that. Uh, but, but I think that's the key is just get them to realize you're here to help them and help them be more successful.
1: You know, my last question about Bipschel is is you' said, I'd heard you say it's a place for everybody. So talk a little bit about that. It's a place for everybody. What all is there, Bipsxel for for the community and Bosger and the and the students and the parents of Boser to know about, you know this is a place that can be something potentially for you.
2: we We have, and I don't want to say we have programs for each student any of our programs we can tailor to any level of student. Um, we have a program on our campus called the Pivot Program, which is for students who have aged out, they have completed their high school certificate, um, and are working to be independent, uh, perhaps get a job skill, they needed some more transition time, they can stay in Bossier Schools till they're 22 years old in this particular program. So they'll come, they'll work with us. We have a bistro on campus, so maybe I'll have some students that work in the bistro and they learn some customer service, they learn how to stock and they learn how to do inventory. And then and then we can put them to work at PJ's Coffee, big supporter, they like to take mm-hmm. our students and, and we get them into our community. We tailor to the needs of the businesses in our community. Um, we have a young man who, in that same program, uh, I just love him. Good. Uh, graduated with a certificate of technical studies from BIPCE because he was able to take dual enrollment on our campus in uh, computer networking and computer programming and earned enough uh, credits to get his certificate of technical studies and now is employed, uh, well, he's interning right now at, with Bozier Schools in our IT department fixing computers.
1: So you find a way to, he wants to get there. Correct. And Y'all try to find a way to get them. And there. that is yep. for
2: any student. We tell them that, that there is no, there's no barrier except what you've put on yourself. I said, well, we will get you to where you want to be. A um, student told me he wanted to go to the Culinary Institute of America in New York we got them there you know yeah I don't know how long you stayed. <laughs> you know but you know and then I can't tell you how many kids come back now and they say hey if you have a teaching opening if you have a spot that comes uh, open you know keep me in mind because you know I'm ready and, uh, and I'm going to come back and teach uh, it's just showing these young people that there's there's a big world out there and there, there's a lot of opportunity if you just stick with it some of it requires a lot of work some of it requires you know, very little on your part and you can still find something that works and gives you meaning. It's you like know, you for said.
1: parents who didn't experience this when they were in mm-hmm. high school, I'm sure it's got to be somewhat difficult communicating uh, that. But you, have you had any trouble with that or has that been something that's been fairly easy to, to do? Do you communicate from the you okay. to the child to the parent and the child actually, you know, so, how so do you do that?
3: W- we had some um, initial struggles getting parents to understand exactly what we were doing, what was happening on our campus. I mean, one of the things we've done is we've tried to have events that bring the parents to us, mm-hmm. and then once they're with us, we can then have those conversations and explain what's going on. And we started a, an event called Culture Fest, mm-hmm. in which we had some of the kids, um, they made food and they dressed and they, they kind of brought like what their culture was wherever they came from. Mm-hmm. Um, And a lot of the families were so pumped about that, that I mean, we had one child who brought like three generations with her to to Culture Fest, and once we had them there, and they were there for something that was kind of unrelated, just fun and interesting, and we were able to start having those conversations of like, oh, you're in nursing, and you want to know more about what we can do for your child to follow your footsteps, here's what we can do.
2: Yeah. And Next year, we're looking to grow that with a farmers market and yep. some other stuff. Ooh. But we're, we're we have a very large public presence these mm-hmm. days. We've taken over this uh, Cypress Nature Center. That's a satellite campus for our ag program. Our our ag students and ag teachers actually facilitate all the field trips out there and um, bringing other schools and the younger kids out there along with their parents, and they you know walk through and go through activities led by our students. Yeah. We have um. Business members that host meetings, uh, the North Bowser business lunch, and all the business and community members—they come over. They have catered lunch once a month. Uh, some tour our campuses. We've had state superintendent meetings. Uh, we we pretty much bring we're we're an open door with the reservation. You know, you can come on in, and we'll tour you anytime and show you what we have to offer. Super. We actually hired. I mean. We had a position come up in the middle of the year, and it was actually one of our student's parents who ended up taking the position, you know? And because mm-hmm. once she realized what it was we did, she was like, oh, yes, I yeah. want to be a part of
1: it. Well, this has been great. We've learned a lot. And um, I always ask a couple of questions at the end just of everybody mm-hmm. uh, that we that we talk about on uh, Education Checkup. But the question I'd like to pose to each one of you individually is, what do you love about shreveport Bozier? Uh, why are you still here what What is it that attracts you to to be here? so if you don't mind just yes. your individual take
3: sure uh, I mean really for me it's just that it's home like uh, I was born in Bozier, I went to school through the Boser system. I work in Boser and it, it's it's awesome seeing the community that has been so important to my life and, and kind of turning me mm-hmm. into the person that I am continue to grow and continue to succeed and and flourish because you know what Bozier looked like when I was in high school is nothing like what Bosser looks now it's grown so much and it's really awesome to watch it just continue to to flower absolutely how about and, you? and
2: and I can echo that too. I mean I, I'm from the area grew up in Shreveport kind of all over ended up in Boser later but seeing how what we produce in education directly benefits our community. Seeing our people go on and become business owners and, and come back and become educators and and go on and really contribute largely to our, our community. And the, the, the Bozier community, in particular, where I've had my 20 years in education, they are so supportive of whatever needs to be done to reach every student. Um, when I came to, I, I can come up with some wild ideas for, for programs <laughs> I mean, we're, and they are always very supportive and, and it's the taxpayers that are to thank for us even having our facility because right. I was put to them at a vote. Right. They, they're the ones that said they wanted it and I feel like it's my duty each and every day to make sure I'm not leaving any of them out, that, that what they paid for is what they're getting, um, and then some. Yeah. But um, I th- we we have such a market here to support wonderful lives for students when they graduate. And just letting them know what's out there is, is the first step in it.
1: And then the last yeah. last question, just basically words of wisdom, and it can be words of wisdom to parents, words of wisdom to students, words of wisdom just that you'd like to, things that are important to you. So who wants us to go first?
3: You go ahead. You go ahead, I'll go first. I, I think this is just the, the key to everything, is that you have a gift. You don't necessarily know what that gift is yet, and you just got to explore and keep trying things, and, and eventually that gift shows up.
2: Oh, yep. You kind of stole my words, because me, me I, <laughs> you know, I always tell the kids, I was like, y- you haven't done it. You don't know how yet. You mm-hmm. just haven't found what's there that, that you love, that you are tapped into. And, and it may be you find it when you're 13, it may be you find it when you're 18, you may still not have it, but you'll know what didn't work. So at yeah. least you've eliminated some things and, and, and there's always a path, there's always a path to success. You just gotta keep trying.
1: Absolutely. Okay. This has been great. And yes. I, again, I'm learning about a, a place that you know I didn't know existed two or three years ago. And uh, But I've heard a lot of great things about oh, yeah. it since. And, uh, and really, it's a pleasure to be able to, to talk with y'all. And we want to thank you from our perspective for all that you do uh, for, for the community, for the kids, because this is a huge thing you're, you're tackling. You're, you're tackling things you know that are very, very difficult. And, and you're m- making something great for Bossier Parish and uh, our community. So thank you very much. You. And again, we appreciate you.
0: and thank you for thank you to all of you too for joining us today for education checkup you can watch this podcast on ktbs.com or listen anywhere you listen to your other favorite podcast have a good day and be sure to join us next time for education checkup